The Adler Planetarium presents Stories from the Universe, Episode 3, Frederick J. Brown. My name is Pedro Raposo. I'm curator and director of collections at the Adler Planetarium. So I'm basically responsible for the objects we have in the collections and the stories we tell with those objects. Today I'm here to talk about a visual artist I like very much, Frederick, Frederick J. Brown. Oh, sorry, this was a tongue twister. I'll do it again. Today I'm here to talk about a visual artist uh, I like very much, Frederick J. Brown, whose work is represented in our collections and actually also on display right now. Frederick J. Brown was a visual artist who was born in Georgia. This was in 1945. Eventually he moved to the south side of Chicago with his family. We can imagine that living in Chicago, he would have visited the other planetarium, and we know that he had a very keen interest in the astronomy, which he explored in his work as an artist. In the early 1970s, he had worked on paintings such as Galaxy 1, Galaxy 2. There was also one called Outer Space. There was another one called Black Hole. And eventually, it seems that he became very interested in the Milky Way, our very own galaxy, and in the story of how we try to figure out the structure of our own cosmic abode, so to speak. The basic ideas about the structure of our galaxy were known already. So, Frederick J. Brown picks up on this scientific knowledge, and now he's going to make a visual artistic interpretation of that knowledge. And so he produces two works. One is a study, a watercolor, uh, and the other one is actually a large painting. Both are in our collections, and right now the large painting, which is titled simply Milky Way, is on display in our Chicago Night Sky exhibition. I think it's basically using elements from both, both perspectives, how you see the Milky Way being inside of it and how you can discern the structure of the Milky Way if you could step outside of it. To give you the right exact dimensions, uh, so it's, uh, it's around 87 per 118 inches, so this is a large work of art. Um, it's very imposing, I would say. There's a nice play here with the idea of scale because, of course, it's depicting something which is huge. And here you have a huge painting, uh, of course, very, very tiny <laughs> compared to the galaxy. But here you have a huge painting to make you think and wonder about this huge thing we live in, our the, the Milky Way galaxy. The process of looking, it's not just about looking at the painting here is getting immersed into the image and actually uh, the painting immediately has an effect on you I think it makes you try to discern it makes you try to find what am I looking at and so you will see spots and dots of different colors but then if you keep on looking you see that there seems to be some order in the image and you see that there seems to be some areas where most, some of the dots are, are concentrated. At first you are overwhelmed by a multitude of light dots, if you will. Then you start to discern some kind of structure. Keep looking, you know? Let yourself be embraced by the painting and you start seeing a lot more as you keep on looking. Because one, one thing is to look at things, another thing is to see things. 
more you keep looking, I'm sure the more you will see. That's what I would say. We cannot understand science without the art, and we cannot understand art without the science. I don't think there's a division between the mental world and the emotional world, and even our intellectual inclinations and uh, our decision making is very much informed by uh, our emotions. Actually, there's a fellow Portuguese of mine, a neurologist called Antonio Damasio, and he works here in the United States. And this is uh, this is basically this is the core of his work. is precisely showing that you cannot really separate the intellectual realm from the emotional realm. And I like to say this. Normally, we try to get people into science by showing them the science. Show them the beauty of science. Show them the aesthetics. Show them the images. And uh, you know, in all of the intellectual work comes comes after that, because if if your engagement with science is based on a positive emotion engagement with science, I think it's easier then for you to uh, continue and to want to know more. So you see, even when scientists are not necessarily artists or see themselves as artists, they are embedded in artistic cultures that inform their work. And the opposite, of course, is also true. Frederick J. Brown is a good example. One cannot really exist and advance without the other. You can learn more about Frederick J. Brown in an online exhibit the Adler's Collections Department created with Google Arts and Culture. Go to adlerplanetarium.org GAC to get to know our collections wherever you are. Do you have an Adler story to share? Please share your photos and memories with us on social media using hashtag AdlerUniverse, that's Y-O-U-Niverse, or hashtag AdlerNinetieth for a chance to be featured on our social channels. And leave us a voicemail at 312-935-1990 with your name, contact information, and Adler story for a chance to appear in a future episode of this podcast. Stories from the Universe is a production of the Adler Planetarium. I'm Aubrey Henready, the senior writer at the Adler. Our producer is Aaron Cahill. Special thanks to the Frederick J. Brown Trust and to our curator, Pedro, for sharing Frederick's story with us. Follow the Adler Planetarium on Twitter and Instagram, at Adler Planet, and on Facebook, at Adler Planetarium. Visit our website at adlerplanetarium.org.